and welcome to episode 304 of a VegGrow podcast. My name's Richard and I love to grow food in my allotment and garden. Today is the 7th of May 2020. Tomorrow, being the 8th of May 2020, is the anniversary of VE Day, which is a big celebration in the UK this year. Or it would be a big celebration in the UK this year, I think, if the current circumstances haven't changed things. But in light of that, I felt it was appropriate to do something about Dig for Victory. And that will be coming up in just a moment. But firstly, what have I been up to today? Well, this morning I headed down the allotment to do some weeding. And he spent about an hour and a half on the allotment, clearing out more and more weeds. I know, more and more weeding. It seems like a constant job at the moment. And it is a constant job. However, it needs doing and I'm slowly getting on top of it, so it's not a bad thing. Now after that, I came home and I found I had a delivery from Sutton Seeds. I was expecting this delivery anyway, but it was my sweet potato slips. I ordered these back in December and I was really excited to get these. I didn't grow sweet potatoes last year, but this year I made a conceited effort to really grow them again. A few years ago, I used to grow them every year and I had some real good successes with them. 18 potato slips and there should have been three different varieties. However, in the box, there was only two different varieties, but 18 slips. I will be contacting Sutton's and just uh, let them know about that, but I've still got 18 plants and I'm happy with that. Now I did pop those plants up into their own individual pots. The root system on these are really, really good, so they are going to grow really, really well. I love these sweet potato slips when they come from Sutton's because they always look really, really healthy and a really, really good root system on them. But they went into some larger pots, some four-inch pots of multi-purpose compost, and they've gone into my potting shed, where they'll probably stay there till later on in the month, with the aim to plant those out around the end of May. Now after that, I did move a few plants around. My little plants in pots are getting a bit dry at times, and so I'm spending a bit more time just giving them a good watering, but they are drying out quite rapidly, which tells me they need to go into the ground quite quickly. Now these plants are just my brassicas and my lettuce plants that are hardened off and are used to cold temperatures, so they should be okay outside. Unlike my tender plants, such as my tomatoes and my chilies, they are still inside the greenhouse. They are not going out for a while now. We are expecting a cold snap this weekend, and that is going to be disastrous for any tender plants that are outside. Now, after that, I fed some of my plant pots with some plant feed pills I've got to give them. Now, these plants are my fruit trees and bushes that are in pots. And these pills, they look exactly like a pill you would get from a doctor. However, they are made by Dr. Octagas and they are designed for plant fertilizer. And you just simply pop a pill into each pot. Very, very easy to use. I've got to admit, I quite like it for that. But of course, the result has to be how they grow. I got given these at an event and I've got quite a few of them left over so I'm kind of really really looking forward to seeing how they get on. So that's what I've been up to today. What about yourself? What have you been doing? Now it will be the VE Day celebrations on the 8th of May this year and 
Whenever I think of VE Day and that time, I often think back to the Dig for Victory campaign. And, it's, and I've always been fascinated with a Dig for Victory campaign because it demonstrated just how important the food is to our lives. Now, the Dig for Victory campaign has probably been one of the longest battles that we have known. And I say a battle because it was a serious battle. We needed to ensure that everybody living in the UK had enough food, as well as be able to feed the army. And it was the longest running battle in many ways, because it not only went for the duration of the war, it went on after the war. But one of the parts I've always found fascinating about the Dig for Victory campaign is the education, the videos that were put in cinemas and played on the radio. And I have a bit of audio from one of these videos that I want to share with you. Now, this was designed to be a video, so he does say things like, oh, look at this and look at that. You've just got to use your imagination. But I just want to take this bit of audio and just think about the time and how how it can be adapted and how we can think about it today. like standing in a queue for your vegetables or do you think it's tiring and a waste of valuable time? Do you ever find your long wait has been useless but supplies of what you want have run out before your turn comes? It's not the greengrocer's fault, it's up to you. Dig for victory. Thousands of people have discovered that a ten rod plot will keep a family of five in vegetables eight months of the year. Young men are doing it. These London AFS men are filling in their waiting periods like this. And young women, these girls are using part of their lunch hour to work on plots in their own factory grounds. Old men, even at 83. And children, growing food is part of their school routine nowadays. For they know that food is just as important a weapon of war as guns. Have you joined the ranks of this great new army that's helping to win the war by helping themselves to good food? You may not be lucky enough to own an ideal kitchen garden like this, but the flower garden will grow beetroot just as well as begonias. And it's more fashionable too nowadays. There may be room for vegetables on top of your Anderson shelter, or in the backyard, or even on that flat bit of roof. Even the asphalt playground of a bombed-out school has been turned into a flourishing allotment. So you see, you can nearly always find somewhere to dig. You know, it only takes an hour or two a week to keep a ten-rod plot cultivated, and you can all lend a hand, women and children too. Perhaps you're only making excuses. Perhaps the real trouble is you think gardening's a bore. We're going to watch an old hand for a few minutes, and if you get any pleasure out of watching his skill, you'll get a lot more in learning how to do a good job yourself. Digging simple enough if you don't try and lift the whole allotment in one spadeful. Cut off just as much as your spade will lift. Drive the spade in with your foot. Then, over it goes just where you want it. And for goodness sake, keep your spade clean. Follow these tips and choose your company and you'll find that digging can be good fun. 
the exciting time comes when the first seeds must be sown. The ground must be level, and it must have what gardeners call a fine tilth. And the old hand treads the ground to fill up any hollows. Finally, an iron rake gives you the fine tilth that the seeds want. That's one of the pleasures of gardening, using the right tool for the job and using it in the right way. To make the seed drills, a hoe is the tool. Use it in short strokes to throw the soil clear. Tread on the line to make sure your hoe doesn't shift it. And this is the proper way to cover the seeds in the drill. You're sure to be planting potatoes, so remember, as soon as the sets arrive, place them out in shallow boxes and keep them somewhere that's frost-proof and light. Then you won't get these spindly, overgrown horrors, but short, healthy shoots like this. By the way, you can economize by cutting big seed in half. The proper tool for covering in the trenches is your foot, and then the hoe to finish off. Finally, fork between the rows to let air into the ground. Now to our onions. The seedlings should be lifted with a fork and planted in their permanent quarters with a trowel. You use a fork for lifting cabbages and plant them with a dibber like this. While you lift leeks with a spade, plant them with a dibber. You see, there's a proper tool for every job. And they needn't be expensive, especially if you borrow them from the man next door. A draw hoe is best for fairly widely spaced crops, but a hand hoe is ideal when you're working with plants close together. And when it comes to the wide open spaces between rows, a Dutch hoe is the thing. And remember, you use it walking backwards. But the finest tools a gardener can possibly use are his own two hands. Take a few tips like these from the old gardeners and you'll soon be growing your own tomatoes, peas that melt in the mouth, carrots that will be a revelation, potatoes at your service whenever you want them, and cabbages fit for a king. There's a bit of ground waiting for you somewhere. And surely, isn't an hour in the garden better than an hour in the queue? Well, I always find the clips like that really fascinating. The way they talk, the way the education was put out there, and the way they made it sound so easy. Like they said during that several times, an hour in the garden once a week. Well, we all know it takes more than an hour. But the idea here, these videos were to motivate people and educate people into growing their own food. And I think it certainly worked. Now, I have to say, I got that audio by kind permission from IWM and they allowed me to use that bit of audio in a non-commercial license by attributing that audio to them so thank you very much for that and also thank you to i think it was the british museum that have got that video in their vault 
So if you've got anything you would like to add to this subject, I would be really fascinated to know. You can contact me by email at richard.vegetgrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can visit the website and leave a comment on the blog at thevegetgrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can find me on social media. But for today, please take care and I'll see you again next time. <laughs>